it was when Typhoon Haiyan hit in the Philippines, which at that point was the most powerful storm that had ever been recorded. That's Rajesh Mirchandani. I was one of the, the BBC team that were deployed to cover the aftermath, and we arrived a couple of days after the typhoon had swept through into the worst-hit city, Tacloban. And, you know, what we witnessed was astonishing levels of devastation. I'm always amazed and honoured at how people will open up to you if you're a reporter or journalist and tell you that story. While Rajesh was on the ground, he met a woman named Abigail. She was waiting in line and she had two really small children. And they were waiting patiently and they'd been waiting for several hours in this hot sun. And she told me that her husband had been killed in the typhoon. Their house had been swept away. And I said to her, what are you most concerned about now? Thinking she would talk about, you know, sanitation, health, food, shelter. And she looked at me and said, I'm most worried about my kids' education. And that for me was a real aha moment because I thought, she's having to deal with all of this. And she's worried about education because she wants the best for her children. And it made me realize that people everywhere around the world want the same things. They want the best. They want the best opportunities they can have for the next generation that follows them. And it made me realize that, in fact, what is newsworthy about people's stories is not our difference, but it's how similar we are. We all have more in common than we think. Even if we come from starkly different backgrounds or live in such a fractured society, there are invisible threads that connect us all. And one of these threads, it's to give our children the best possible future. This is the story of Rajesh Merchandani, Chief Communications Officer at the United Nations Foundation, a partner of the Social Good Summit. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. I grew up in India. I was born in Calcutta. We didn't live there for very long. My family left when I was three and then moved to the United Kingdom. And I grew up in the UK, hence the accent. Rajesh was born in a nursing home. His family was not wealthy. And in that nursing home, either in the same room or in the next room, there would have been another newborn baby with his or her mother. And I've always wondered to myself, how come I'm here? Because it's very, very likely that that other child never left India. When I was born, you know, global health issues were such that there's a possibility that child never made it beyond the age of five. How did I end up here at the United Nations Foundation and that person, that kid, probably didn't make it out of India or never left? And that's always been fascinating to me. And I put that down to the opportunities that my parents had and then the opportunities that we as children enjoyed growing up in the UK that were not so readily available to children growing up in India at that time. Rajesh eventually worked for the BBC, where he spent 20 years covering a variety of stories and issues, including the Haiti earthquake and Typhoon Haiyan. 
And it's because of that work that I've ended up here. So I was very fortunate to be able to enjoy an incredibly varied career at the BBC, both behind the camera, behind the microphone, in front of the camera, in front of the microphone, um, as a radio DJ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds so implausible. It was many incarnations ago. Um, as a TV host, you know, hosting travel shows and science programs and music shows, as an entertainment journalist, and then a news reporter, and then a foreign correspondent, and then finally an anchor. Rajesh eventually moved from the UK to Los Angeles to work as a BBC correspondent. With two decades of work in global journalism, there are a handful of stories that stuck with Rajesh. I was here around 2008 for about three to four years. And that was the time of the Great Recession. And California was the place in the US where that recession was most visible at its worst. And, you know, we, I remember we did a story about people living in their cars, which in California is a really big thing because, you know, car culture is so huge there. And home ownership is a big thing in America, particularly. People are proud of their homes, but they lost their homes and they wound up living in their cars. And these were middle-class people, people who were educated and had opportunity, in some instances had had good jobs. But when the economy started to go south, they found that they lost their jobs, they couldn't pay their bills, they couldn't pay their rent, and they lost their homes. Very, very quickly, people just were in shock at how far and how quickly they had fallen. It reminded Rajesh that even in a country that has the largest economy in the world, poverty still exists. What's more pervasive these days is that in every country of the world, there are pockets of endemic ingrained poverty. And that is increasingly hard to tackle for governments. And I think that's one of the reasons we're seeing a backlash to globalization. But it's also another reason why we need international cooperation to help countries understand the solutions that each other have managed to, to use so that we don't find ourselves in a situation where it's every man for themselves or every country for themselves, because we can't as a world progress that way. Are we turning our back on people who need us? Do we just keep pushing our own agenda, even when we know that others will suffer in the process. And then another story that I covered, I think this was 2013 or 2014. I was based in London at this point and, you know, being sent around the world as a foreign correspondent. Um, it was when Typhoon Haiyan hit in the Philippines, which at that point was the most powerful storm that had ever been recorded. The sad truth is that we've probably had more powerful storms since as a result of man-made climate crisis. What we saw was that it was the poorest parts of town that had been hit the worst. And that was a real reminder that it is the poorest in the world and the least able to protect against the effects of climate change that are the most vulnerable to the effects of climate change. One day when we were filming there, maybe about three or four days after, there were still no supplies coming in, you know, all power was down, nothing was happening. People were just living through their own wits and their own means. Rajesh and his team were filming in the center of Tacloban City, a city that was wiped out by the deadly typhoon. Typhoon Haiyan made landfall in the Philippines on November 8, 2013 as a Category 5 storm. Haiyan killed over 6,000 people and displaced more than 4 million residents. And we were filming in the center of the city and there was a big concrete structure that was basically a conference center and it had remained standing. People were using it as a place of shelter. 
And there was a really long line of people snaking back in the hot sun, waiting for a food delivery. And we were talking to people in that line. And, you know, it's also one of the reasons that I think I eventually, not too long after that, I decided to leave the BBC and step over the line from being a journalist to being an advocate. So the UN Foundation was set up just over 20 years ago by the media mogul and entrepreneur Ted Turner, who also founded CNN, and who many people may not know is a huge advocate of uh, sustainability. He's been such a leader in this field. And he's also a huge advocate of the United Nations. And he gave a big gift to the United Nations. And the foundation was set up as a way of actually administering that money. And our role has been to be a strategic partner and the best friend of the UN, to help the UN in whatever way it needs. Through an array of initiatives, the UN Foundation supports the United Nations in achieving the Sustainable Development Goals, or the SDGs. The SDGs address the biggest challenges of our time, including those related to poverty, inequality, and the climate. We are almost five years into a 15-year timeline of the global goals, and we're not on track to meet them. And so we need everyone around the world, governments particularly, to step up. You see for yourselves, you know, the climate emergency, the climate crisis we face. People around the world, young people especially, are stepping up and they're standing up and they're marching and saying we need more to be done. If you're not in a position of power or influence, you might think you can't possibly move the needle. But that couldn't be further from the truth. All of us can take a few minutes of our day to learn more about urgent issues and how we can help solve them. On our smartphones, we have information literally at our fingertips. Or we can devote an entire day to start our journey as advocates and activists for causes we care about. If you heard our previous episode with Jessica Cohen, Editor-in-Chief and Senior Vice President at Mashable, we talked about an incredible event happening in New York City on Sunday, September 22nd. It's called the Social Good Summit. We see it as the one big place where people from all walks of life, whether you are a, a world leader, a UN dignitary, a politician, a celebrity, a CEO, an NGO activist, or you're an ordinary member of the public and you are just wanting to make change in your own community, you can come together and you can meet like-minded people. You can hear stories that will inspire you and will remind you why you do the work that you do. And you will leave inspired to do even more and even better. For the last decade, global leaders, activists, and celebrities have shared the Social Good Summit stage to talk about issues that affect each and every one of us. Rajesh says that for their 10th year, choosing a theme for the summit was a no-brainer. Look around you. We are living through a climate crisis. The real tangible effects of a changing climate as a result of man's activity are being felt now. This isn't something that's happening in the future. It's already happening. I mean, we've just talked about Cyclone Haiyan. And, you know, although it's hard to link specific weather events to climate change, scientists are more and more able to say with confidence that a certain weather event would have been less or more extreme had it not been for climate change. All around the world, we see millions of people rise up, march, and demand greater action for their future. You know, this is the moment where we need to really 
step up. You know, we are living through what will be history. We need to do something now. Rajesh underscores how climate change affects other issues we're facing in the world right now. There are climate impacts of health. There are climate impacts to migration. There are climate impacts to, you know, equality, all sorts of other issues, all of which are in the Sustainable Development Goals. So we were keen to reflect not only the moment of the climate crisis, but also climate's connection to all the other issues that people care about. During the summit, you will get a chance to have a better understanding of climate change. As an ordinary citizen and consumer, you will also leave the event inspired to take action and help save our planet for generations to come. As in previous years, you know, we're going to have a really high energy, packed program. I'm really excited to say that Greta Thunberg, the teen climate activist from Sweden, whose campaign has really ignited people around the world uh, will be on stage speaking with us. So I'm super excited about that, as well as a very large number of other well-known and not well-known climate activists. And many people, including those many from the UN, who will be able to tell us and explain to us how climate intersects with other issues as well. So climate and health, for example, we'll have speakers from the World Health Organization telling us about that, how you can actually make a difference in your own life and your own health through climate action, how we have to think about the food that we produce, the food that we eat uh, because of climate change and how we can make sure we're not wasting food because that adds to environmental pollution, for example. So every issue you can think of and its connection to climate will be under discussion. We often think that we can't make a difference when it comes to the issue of climate change or the climate crisis. The truth of the matter is that there are several ways that you can do that. One is in your own life. You can make a difference. And these are small activities like switching off lights, having a shorter shower, having meat-free meals. And actually, there's a campaign called the Act Now campaign. If you go to actnow.org, you can sign up for it and it will give you a list of simple options that you can take and you can log those actions on a daily basis on your social media. Rajesh says that one small change can create a ripple effect in our own routines. My guilty pleasure is you know, someone else makes my coffee in the morning and I give the money for it, um, which I don't need to do if I'm being really kind of money conscious, but it is my treat and I can't make coffee that good. First of all, I stopped using the plastic lid and people say, well, what if it spills? What if it spills? And you know, you just drink a little bit of it and you carry it carefully and it doesn't spill. And then I thought, why am I still using a paper cup? So I started to bring my own cup and now I'm not using a paper cup and now I'm not using a plastic lid either. And it's made me think more about my plastic use in other parts of my life, just by that one small action. By switching off the lights, every time I leave my office, I switch my light off. And it makes me think about switching lights off everywhere else. Know that as a consumer, you are powerful. Buy from companies that speak the language you want them to speak. It's a hugely potent force. Companies, if they're not behaving in a sustainable or responsible way, they know that that's not good for their bottom line eventually and they will have to change. And we're seeing more and more companies understanding that, not as a, what we call greenwashing, just words, paying lip service to it, but actually folding that ethos into their business models because they understand that's what their consumers increasingly want. You know, this is a woke generation, the young, and they're active. And so you can take action by the products that you buy. We should use our voice when we share on social media, when we vote, or when we join organizations that work on issues we're passionate to solve. All right.
We're proud to welcome people here in New York uh, and from locations all around the world to teach, to engage, to help people learn. We build a summit worth climbing, a goal worth reaching, a world worth building. If I can just keep this conversation going, reinvigorate young activists out there, reinvigorate the older activists out there. Access to good healthcare shouldn't depend on where you live. We can change the world as long as we are brave and bold. I want education for every child and we need to stand up for them, we need to speak up for them and we must do it now. The story of the future is being written right here, right now. If you have a soapbox, stand on it and scream. If you want to buy tickets for the Social Good Summit happening on September 22nd, please head on over to mashable.com SGS. If you can't make it to the summit in person, the event will also be live streamed. Just go to mashable.com SGS livestream You can find the links in our show notes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And keep following us on Instagram at Sincerely Human for news and updates on the show. Thanks, guys. Remember, be good to one another. This show is produced by Human Group Media, an award-winning social good podcast company. Human Group Media works with thought leaders, brands, and organizations to inspire social change through the power of audio storytelling.